Hi, this is Nina Kay, and you're listening to Walk Left, the podcast. And I'm Marty Chidorek. Thanks for joining us. So, Nina, you're here to talk about your upcoming production called Lovesick. That's right. Before we jump into that, tell me a bit about the uh, about the company, about Unspoken Theatre. Um, Unspoken Theatre is something I've been toying with for, for some time now. I would describe myself as an impresario. I'm very interested in bringing back that term because I think that's what a lot of people on the indie circuit are doing, which means everything. (laughs) So um, what you might think of in film as an auteur is what I think we're doing partly out of necessity and partly because people who are driven enough to create theater in a culture where you really are doing it for love, not money, are very driven, very passionate, and incredible multitaskers. And I mean, I think, you know, you will have have found that the theater people you know are invariably busy. (laughs) Unspoken Theater Company specifically came from a production that I was working on two years ago, a new piece of writing which was called Unspoken, (laughs) and that's where the name comes from. Um, That was the first full-length play that I have written and produced publicly. It uh, it was a play dealing with sexual assault, and I was very interested in having the form of the piece, kind of, I was interested in uniquely constructing a form which would speak to the themes of the play. There's a mixture of sort of that mammoth-inspired psychological realism that we see everywhere. There's a mixture of that kind of dialogue with more literary poetic monologue. There is some use of kind of poetic soundscapes uh, that I include in there as well. The play is rather fragmented. It starts off um, with vignettes and then turns into monologues and then becomes just words in darkness, actually, um, with this kind of poetic soundscape that we created as a cast. I was interested in using this kind of unusual form because I wanted to reflect the theme of the play. Sexual assault has a fragmentary impact on, on people's psyches, on their identities. It's a disruptive incident. Trauma, in general, has a disruptive force to it. This play, I felt, should be fragmented, should kind of seem to come to pieces. There's a lot of symbolism in the show, a lot of poetry, and then also that same kind of fast-paced dialogue of psychological realism that we're used to. So it was within the mixture of these different elements that I was trying to speak to the full scope of of the theme. Um, There were also over 22 characters, I believe, portrayed by six actors. So doing that, I mean, I wanted to gesture towards the scope and the variety of people who can be impacted by this issue. Okay, so that was then. And tell me a little bit about uh, what, what people can expect when they come to Lovesick. To some extent, I think I'm following the same kind of tendencies in terms of including, you know, 
a group cast. And I think a lot of independent theater companies are finding that they need to operate very closely with people. Like you find all sorts of collectives that are happening. And, and that's how we exist. We're a community, right? I'm really interested in getting work for people. I mean, that's the point. And even if we're working for free, I mean, we need to be working. We're these kind of busy, motivated people. And we just want to use our minds and, and we want to throw our souls into it. So I'm very interested in, in getting work for people and in working cooperatively to try to see where people's strengths and interests lie and bring that out. So with Unspoken, right, we had a cast of uh, five. There was there was a couple different um, incarnations in the project, so at 1.5, at 1.6. And... It's this idea of working with a larger, a somewhat larger, but manageable number of people and trying to incorporate their various talents. Now, Unspoken was a production that it was a one, one play that was sort of dealing with a theme, whereas Lovesick is a series of shorter pieces and monologues. So Lovesick will feature the work of several young authors, all women, myself included. My sister Natalie Kay also has something on the bill. And we also have Sharika Kamini, who's written a, a one-act piece. Very lovely one. And Alia Alibai, who has written a piece for us as well. So there are several different authors, all short pieces, monologues and short plays. But they all center around the same theme of dark romance or well, as the title describes, lovesick. And the reason this came about was partly due to a project I was recently working on, which was called Sexpectations, a collective cabaret. So this was uh, a theme night that we were producing through Heart House Players at U of T, a student group. And it was a sex-themed night of short theater. And it ended up, I mean, some of the work in that um, was was disturbing. Um, some of it was very thought-provoking. Um, and some of it was just a lot of fun. <laughs> and we had um, music and dance that was also incorporated in the show. There was a lot of authors who sent in their work, not all of which we could incorporate in that one night. So some of the material that is in Lovesick is kind of an excess left over from Sexpectations that just seemed to fit wonderfully into its own show. I did quite a lot of writing for Sexpectations, not understanding the scope of that project, how many people would actually want to get involved. We ended up having something like 30 writers submit short pieces to us. So it became far more than we could actually use within an evening. But I was very excited about the project and very involved. It was a about eight months of development. So throughout that time, I was writing short pieces that we could maybe use in the cabaret night. So I had scenes and monologues that I kind of developed, uh, along with um, some of the other writers who were involved in the group. And then we ended up receiving submissions from people who were not regularly meeting with us, but who wanted to be involved. And Sexpectations ended up being a collection of all of those different sorts of pieces. So in terms of my own work for 
lovesick. A lot of it actually was developed through the course of the last year as I was working on sexpectations. Uh, some of it is actually also more connected to unspoken. There were a couple of monologues that I found didn't quite fit into that show. So it's, it's a bits and pieces, really. I mean, in terms of my own contributions. One monologue that I may perform in the show, Lovesick, is written for, for that show. But the rest, you know, just fit with this wonderful idea of dark or disturbing romance. I'm very much interested in this theme of sex, love, relationships, romance, and how sometimes that can be disturbing or even traumatic, right? And I would say that a lot of that directional force is coming from the real power that I felt working on Unspoken. I'm, I'm an emerging playwright. This is still early days to some extent for me. So Unspoken meant a great deal to me. And I think to some extent I'm still high off the <laughs> success of that endeavor. And I'm still resonating with those same themes. And I think the bits and pieces aspect has just been, <laughs> I have to say part of it, part of it is that with this kind of indie theater, you're always doing a kind of a catch as catch can. It's, it's very, I mean, I'm not being paid a large, large amounts of grant money to sit at home and focus on one project and write. It's a lot easier for me to write a monologue, right? Than it is maybe to, uh, write a full length play. Not to say I'm not working on one because I'm, I am. <laughs> what's your, what's your background as a, as a playwright? How did you first get into it? Um, I think I've always written. When I was a little kid, I, I wrote. But it's, it's not even writing necessarily. I mean, it's theater. Theater was something that I've always known I was going to do, and I knew I was going to do it because I was doing it. I mean, from a very young age. Um, my, my, my parents tell me that I wrote my first play around the age of five, right? And, you know, dress up was my favorite game. And, and this is what we do. <laughs> right? This is just what we do. But I mean, I was writing the pageants at school. I was volunteering to look after the younger children and, and create theater shows with them. So if you want to look at it that way, you know, I have extensive experience. I have a lifetime. But I, I always looked up to, or at least as soon as I hit the high school age, I really looked up to these impresario figures, I think. Somebody like Andrew Moody was really, uh, when I was around my, my teenage years, was very inspirational to me. He's somebody who writes, uh, directs, and produces, I believe, as well, his own shows, um, and he's an actor, very talented. I, I really was inspired by, by what he was doing especially because he described his motivation as being about creating work for the people that he knew for his community, especially for black actors, you know, who really um, have a paucity of work out there. And that was his motivation. So he was so driven 
that he was going to do everything, essentially, just to create the kind of work that he wanted for himself to be involved with and for his community to be involved with. So as a playwright, I think, I mean, I think the intention of being a playwright was there, um, partly because of this idea of the theater impresario, this kind of person who, who is creating work. So you're working on a, on a full length. Tell me about what you're working on. So uh, someone said to me last year, all of your stuff is so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, at this point, I don't think that's quite true anymore. But when she said that, I said, damn it, I'm going to write a comedy. And uh, that's what I'm working on. And I decided that I would go back to basics and steal the plot, which is what, you know, in theater we should be doing. <laughs> that's kind of what unspoken theater is actually about. We're going to encourage people to submit adaptations. I'm very, very interested in the length, the lengthy history that theater has and the many evolutions it has across culture, across time. There have been so many different purposes and styles of theater. So it's really important for us not to just get lost in the contemporary voice, but to revisit the past and to see what's there that we can repurpose, what we can learn from, what we feel attached to. And uh, basically, yeah, I mean, mine the past <laughs> and rob it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the unspoken act is grave robbing. That's what, that's what you're all about. Fair enough, fair enough. I think especially adaptations are really not respected. Translations and adaptations are really, I mean, if you're, if you're a writer and you're applying for various contests or grants or whatever, a lot of times there are exclusions for adaptations and translation. Hmm. We favor and emphasize original work. <laughs> whatever that means, we're all borrowing, right? That's the thing that I think it's so important to acknowledge and embrace. Embrace your thievery. <laughs> get, that, get that printed underneath here. It's a culture of overlapping influence, right? Oh, for sure. If you're not looking to the past, if you're not looking to the influences, then um, you're not learning, you're not educated, you're not looking to improve, really. Well, where will Lovesick be taking place? Lovesick is happening in several different pubs. <laughs> so there will be drinking and there will be eating involved. Which that always, always makes theater better. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple really lovely little spaces. The Winchester Kitchen and Bar, uh, which is right around Parliament and Girard area, has a quite lovely little stage space in there. And there's a real cozy intimacy to that place. But it, it has a kind of a shadowy, dappled, romantic feel to it with this long wooden bar that stretches across the whole room. So... It's really, I think, perfect for, for the lovesick atmosphere. <laughs> the bar scene. <laughs> and that will be happening on the Thursday night, May 8th, I believe. No, May 9th, forgive me. Thursday, May 9th, we'll be at the Winchester. And then on Friday, May 10th, we'll be at Izakaya Sushi House, which is a little-known venue, but a remarkable hidden gem. 
a lovely backstage space and sushi and sake. <laughs> How can you go wrong with that? Um, that's at College and Spadina, Izakaya Sushi House. And we're actually doing a, a much more informal and intimate performance in the Graduate Student Union Pub at U of T, which is a little bit off the beaten track, but uh, it's just north of college, just off of Spadina, on a kind of little side street there called Bancroft. It's the Graduate Student Union Pub, and that will be much more of a coffee house atmosphere, very cozy and intimate. No, and it sounds like too. I mean, when you have when you have pieces in three different venues, it's going to be a completely different experience every night. You know, just for even just what you're drinking can can vary <laughs> from from performance to performance. The so, lineup may change as well, so uh, that uh, might encourage people to come on multiple occasions. <laughs> I don't think the lineup will vary too much, but there there may be some alterations, some sudden additions. I may surprise people and perform a little piece myself. Lovesick is taking place on May 8th, 9th, and 10th. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have an upcoming Toronto-based performing arts project or production, I want to talk to you about it. Visit walkleft.ca.